0: There is
1: something that really has my heart and my concern that i thought maybe you guys can help me with in discussing um you know the what's going on in our country right now really 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 concerns me some of it is in my back door but a lot of it is elsewhere throughout the states and it's it's becoming so overwhelming and out of hand that and what i'm concerned about is the violence and the things that are going on, and the lack of the state, the government, the police departments with the funding, you know, aren't able to react or are unwilling to react to the violence that's going on out there. If we look at, for example, Portland and what's happening there, they're allowed to, uh, you know, burn down buildings and break into buildings and steal property, and and if we look to you know some of the peaceful, intentional uh, writing that's well, not writing, but the picketing that's going on, like the uh, wanting to make sure that the votes count. And I've heard on the news that they are basically uh, attacking people from behind and grabbing them and attacking them and hitting them. and And I'm concerned for not only my safety, my family's safety, my friend's safety. And so I thought maybe you guys don't mind talking a little bit about women, especially who aren't equipped the same way as males, being attacked by someone that might be a male or might be armed in some way, Um, self-defense. That's what I'm trying to talk about is self-defense. And I would love to get some of your opinions on, on, do you also have the fear that our society is moving in a direction that we might need to take action in our own hands. What do you think?
2: Well, I think so. I think we need to be getting ourselves prepared to take action in our own hands. And I've not ever been in this kind of a state before, you know, this is a whole new kind of a world we're living in right now. So I've been trying to get myself mentally prepared physically prepared to thinking, I have to defend myself. I have to defend my family. There's a lot of things going on right now. Like you said, the rioting, the picketing, um, people are wearing masks. I can't even see their face or their expressions. And that bothers me. Uh, human trafficking. I mean, they're stalking these women. They're watching them, watching them. They're following them. They're marking their cars. They're chasing them down. And then they're kidnapping, kidnapping these women or young girls and so there's so much going on so I am prepping myself mentally and I know you two both are trained and police wise and so you're kind of geared up more you know and mental wise but for the average woman like me I am preparing myself for more you know to a plan of action so to speak for self-defense.
3: And so. I think that that's Exactly what you you need to do, Tracy. That's the right thing for women to do because there are so many opportunities. Gosh, there was a picture I just saw that had an older woman in, in one of those. I, I think it was in a Trump rally somewhere, and these guys came up, and of course, like you said, they're wearing masks anyway, and then they have hoodies on. You can't see anything, and they're young, and they're grabbing her bags and her purse, and You know, it's just so distressing. So where do women need to protect themselves? Everywhere. They need to protect themselves in their home. They need to protect themselves when they're out walking around, when they're out shopping. They need to protect themselves in their car. And how do they do that? And the number one thing that I would say to women is they have to have situational awareness. And what does that mean? that means that you are not walking with your head in your phone and you're not walking, looking at the ground. You are looking around you. And I mean, 360 degrees around you, including behind you. You're just watching and making sure that there's no threat. And then if there is a threat, you know, what do you do? Along with situational awareness, people look, bad guys look at how, women carry themselves. Do they carry themselves in a, in a weak way? Do they carry themselves not paying attention? Do they carry themselves with their shoulders slumped down and you look like a victim? Women need to understand that they need to carry themselves with purpose and they need to look like they're going somewhere and be self-assured when, when you're walking so that you look like, you know what you're doing. They, tend to go after people like that much less and all these little things are very important and then the next would be if you're in your car um, you know there's different situations right we can we can the car can be moving or it can be stationary are you getting into your car are you looking around so there's all kinds of things that women need to be aware of
1: You know, with this whole threat of defunding the police and having social workers to talk people out of it, it's a little ridiculous. But when you go to call the police because you're in a heated situation and there's not enough to cover the calls, you may be out there alone and you may not get back up as quickly as you would like. And for that reason, it would make another reason why you should start thinking about what we need to do. Now, I think that a lot of uh, part of our country wants to get rid of our weapons. But when you get rid of weapons from citizens that are just trying to protect themselves, who would never use it unless you do that. Uh, And I don't mean guns alone, but I mean, weapons are included for a lot of other things. But right now the target obviously is a gun. And we'll talk about that. But the point is that why are we trying to be, you know, disarmed? Is there some reason why there is a control thing going on to make sure we are controlled? So in order to, like you mentioned, situational awareness versus how we carry ourselves, I think we do need that confidence. So you have to be careful in situational awareness that you're not looking around with fear, but confidence. So how do women gain that confidence? Um, And that's by educating and obtaining uh, what you need to be comfortable with the use of any kind of self-defense, whether it's hand-to-hand, you know, a martial arts form or an actual weapon. But whatever it is, the confidence does send a message, the weakness of fear that, is any of these people out to ha- hurt me? They look like they have masks that are scarier than others. You know, you, you're, people are reading that. So you do need to be very confident and comfortable that you have a right to be there. You know, stand your ground as they say in the law.
2: I love the term situational awareness, number one. I absolutely love that term. I've been using it so much here lately. Not only does women need to be aware of their situation but kids and I'm I'm the workforce but that is a term relevant to our age right now is situational awareness because people are so involved into their phones that they don't even know what's going around going on and I can tell you there's a streak of meanness going on across this country it's just purity meanness that People are doing what they're doing because they feel like they're enti- entitled or allowed or what's going to happen to me. I might get a slap on their wrist and send out, you know, the door. And so we have to prepare ourselves for this little streak of meanness that's going on. And it's absolutely when you're in the parking lot, you act like you know where you're going. I mean, I, sometimes I'll even carry my person away that, you know, if I have to, I'll knock them out if they get near me. So situational awareness is key. Uh, to me, it's key. Um, And I don't have any kind of training in police. And so I'm just, I'm just the normal average woman and you guys educate me like, so we would carry pepper spray. What other ways do we have to protect ourselves? It's, you know, women on our audience, they need to hear this.
3: Well, I think if you, I'm going to go back to the car for a minute and and then I'll go to the street. So if you're getting in your car at the grocery store, you need to be situationally aware if there is somebody around you and people get attacked often when they're leaning over to put groceries in the car. So just a suggestion would be when you have a bag of groceries and you're carrying it out of the store you might want to consider putting those groceries in a basket because that basket can become something that comes between you and a perpetrator and keep that distance because distance is your friend in all of these situations in any self-defense situation, distance is your friend. So we, we, we don't want to be up close and personal with an attacker. But if they if somebody does attack you, say, getting into your car or as you're putting groceries away and you're kind of bent over. And by the way, we had a lady that was in one of um, my husband's self-defense classes that this actually happened to, putting groceries in her car. And somebody grabbed her from behind in a chokehold around her neck. And she had learned in that self-defense class how to put her hand up and keep her airway open with one hand, and with the other hand, to give a really good elbow strike to the solar plexus, turn around and give a palm strike to the guy's nose and knocked him out. He was out cold for 15 minutes and she threw in a groin kick on top of that. And um, you know, that's just an average woman. There was nothing unique about her, except for that she went to a class and learned and what they teach eyes, throat, groin. And I'm going to throw in nose, because if you hit somebody in the nose in an upward fashion, you can disable them completely. And you can even kill somebody. And don't forget knees. Everybody needs knees to walk on. And if you don't have your knees and you can disable somebody's knee by a good good kick right in the front of their knee, uh, you're going to disable them. So the, the thing about self-defense for women is it's not a time to be timid it's a time to give it a thousand percent of what you've got to give because men can overtake us and therefore we need to strike fast and we need to strike the right places there's obviously classes you can take for those things and then of course you mentioned pepper spray which is a great weapon and here's another one say that you're in a, I don't know, a Mexican restaurant and you want to walk out and it's going to be dark. You can either take a cup of hot coffee out with you. The restaurant will certainly give you that. Or you can put a little bit of that hot sauce or cayenne pepper in a cup and take that with you. And if somebody were to attack you, you can throw that right in their eyes. I mean, there's a lot of self-fashioned weapons and I bet, well, Let's let's have some fun with it. Kathy, what would you fashion a weapon out of in, in a case of where you are out in public somewhere?
1: Well, I was out in public in the mall and next thing I know, a lady was trying to of it and she had just had a baby and I had the baby in my hands coincidentally. And I don't even know what's starting to go on until I look and find out that my daughter is standing in front of the younger daughter trying to talk her down. But having a baby, we all know as women, our hormones are going a little bit rampant and I didn't want her to get in any trouble. So I came over there and stood in front of her and said, ma'am, it was an accident. What happened? It was a stroller from my younger daughter accidentally rolled over her foot in a busy store. And she wasn't having it. She threatened me that if you don't put the baby down, I'm going to hit you with the baby. Well, I passed the baby. And before I could even straighten my body out, she had already took my hair and threw me down on the ground. I came up in immediate reaction with my purse. Ladies, a purse is a great tool. It is. And I took it by the handles and slammed her again with it um, as hard as I could. Now it sent my purse flying, but that, you know, definitely defended her, make her back down because I know it hurt. So you had, and it was an immediate reaction and you have to be able to react and you have to be aware. What do I have? What resources do I have? If someone tries to grab you and kidnap you to sexually assault you, you know, they always say, if you get in that car, you're not coming back. Well, ladies, you can bite, you can scratch, you can grab them right between their jewels. You can kick, and there are some kick mover movements that work better than others, like on the shin, on a downward uh, motion, like uh, Linda was mentioning. You want to poke out their eyeballs. You want to grab and just make it hurt. And the moment that you can, and scream, you got to scream. you got a voice. God gave it to you. Use it and get attention, try to get some help. And so there's a lot of things just on you, like the cart and things like that is being aware. Uh, so it is good to have that ability to defend that way. But I think it's also important that when you're making contact, you, like like we talked about, you don't wanna carry yourself in fear. Is someone gonna take my bags? You don't want that reading. When people are there around you, you want to just make contact with them, give them a greeting and see how they react. You'll get vibes. Is it a friendly greeting and they just happen to be walking by or are they staking you out? You have confidence in, in the way they are getting near you. It'll give a possible uh, confidence level that doesn't act like prey. And yeah, so, look at you know, them in the eyes, right? Exactly. Yeah. And give them a smile, greet them, and see their reaction. If you get a bad vibe from that, then you might want to think about the posture, what you need to do next. Yeah, distance. Distance first. (laughs) Distance is always good.
2: This is good stuff, girls. Really good stuff, because I'm writing it down, and it needs to be distance is your friend. I love that, Linda. And I love that you said you hit the eyes, throat, groin, nose, and knees, right? Right. He said those things. Bite them. And do what, Kathy? Biting. Yes, I will really close
1: them. to bite. <laughs> that's if that a bite like them. Bite. If they're that close okay. to you.
3: You bite. Yeah, if they get that if they get that close, I mean, that's hopefully hopefully you can keep your distance, but if you can't, then then that's certainly an
2: option. Absolutely. The hair and I love the hot coffee coming out of the restaurant hot sauce hot coffee I mean these are great great points and I'm writing them down it's seriously I'll give that you good. another yeah. one Tracy um,
3: you know if you almost anybody carries with them a pen and a pen can be a lethal weapon if used properly so you can poke it in somebody's eye you have to jab it really good you can actually put it in the side of their neck. But these are things that most people have. And there are pens that you can carry. And I happen to carry one that are metal pens. They're perfectly legal on an airplane. And they become a weapon if you need it to be a weapon to defend yourself. So there's very, very simple things that people can do and almost anything if you just look around wherever you are right now everybody then i'm sure that you can see things that you could pick up and use that would you know make a difference and every table in a restaurant has generally has pepper on it you you can pour some of that in your hand and throw it in somebody's face there there's lots of different things that you can do to try to at least get away that's got to be your number 1 Idea is to distance yourself and to remove yourself from the threat. And after we come back, I want to talk about what if we can't remove ourselves from the threat?
4: My fellow Americans, our mission here at AmericaOutLoud.com is clear. We're here to defend our founding values and principles at a moment when they are under unprecedented assault. On to cover the news objectively and offer intelligent commentary on the challenges we face as a nation. You can tune in and join our family of listeners 24/7 in this vital crusade. Our apps are on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Find us on iHeartRadio or our world-class media player. It is a fight for the soul of humanity. America Out Loud Talk Radio is the voice of liberty and justice for all.
5: What if a new treatment backed by 17,000 scientific articles was proven to extend our lifespan, protect against terrible diseases like cancer, heart disease, and dementia, make us more attractive and thinner? feel calmer and happier and boost energy levels, memory and performance. What would you pay for even the smallest dose of this treatment? The good news is you don't have to pay anything because these are just some of the benefits of a full night of quality sleep. If you're one of the millions of Americans who need better quality sleep, the time to change is now. Until now, most sleep aids haven't worked. But a new, easy-to-swallow sleep gel, invented by the leading nutrition company Healthy Cell, is designed to support all four stages of human sleep to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake up refreshed. It's called REM sleep. To get a free two-night supply of REM sleep, visit HealthyCell.com sleep. That's HealthyCell.com slash sleep.
0: Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast and for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutloud.com
2: So my brother, he is a local fire chief in a pretty good sized community pretty he has a pretty good area that he covers and he was kind of I had went because he lives away from me and I went and we were visiting and he was talking about the human trafficking and how you know it's a lot of times it's in the rural areas and you don't realize it and I was like oh no you know and he was telling me about how they operate and I kind of wanted to share with you girls about this because it just was eye-opening to me because when you think you live in the country, you think you're, you know, you're safe. When you think you're at home in the country, you know, nobody's going to get you. I'm safer here than I am in the cities, but there's some issues going on now that we need to be aware of. And he was talking like, say there's a young woman, and then they typically go for the younger women that are pretty or almost even um, Mexican looking you know, that kind of look about them a little bit darker complected and they will have a crew that just watches and stalks maybe, you know, this woman and they'll get to the point where they'll get their plan together and they will follow this woman and say, she's going to the grocery store. Well, let me take, let me step back a minute. They will mark her car. They will mark her car. So say like in that car, and they market somehow, say there's um, a woman, a teenage daughter, and a son. So they have some ways to market of like one woman, one W, you know, one girl. So somehow they mark or put a sticker on their car. I'm not for sure on that. But say she goes to the grocery store and she's out there and she goes into the store and comes out. Well, they set up and they get ready when she comes back to the parking lot to abduct, abduct her. Sorry, I couldn't say that right. But so I was just floored that this was happening, but this is, I know it's happening in larger towns, guys. I know that, but I'm in the country and in the rural areas, I was shocked that it was happening here because I work from home. I'm home all the time in the middle of the country. So that started my game plan as I've got to get some self-defense training underneath of me. And I've been working on that. So even when you're in rural countries at home, things like this can happen. Boy, and that's a
3: really tough thing for
2: that young lady to defend against
3: if they have a whole group after her. And that that situational awareness becomes even more important so that perhaps she would have a chance to run back into the store. Because you're absolutely right, Tracy, the sex trafficking is absolutely horrible in America, and it's so swept under the rug, and nobody wants to talk about it. I actually tried to do a uh, radio show on it one time, and I didn't get the go-ahead to do that at the time, years ago, because nobody wants to hear about those things happening, but we need to talk about them, and good to know, because I didn't know about the marking of the car, and I don't have a lot of an
1: answer for you. How about you, Kathy? So your young daughters and um, are pretty vulnerable. A lot of times some of them run away and they're just, they're out there trying to exercise their new freedom of turning old enough where mom and dad let them go out. And so a lot of that uh, trafficking is happening to people that don't have any home to support them and they need something and they, sometimes walk right into it rather than abduction. I mean, I've seen it both ways. So, you know, and then when you're in it, what do you do when you feel like you can't get out of it? So yeah, it's a scary thing. It really is. Well, there are a lot of women these
3: days that live on their own. Um, People are getting married later. And so there's a lot of young women and there's a lot of older women, uh, actually women of all ages that are living alone and in their homes they need to take some security measures in today's world. And of course, you can always get an alarm, which is a really good thing to have and get it connected to a police department or you know a, a, a service that calls the police if the alarm is not answered. But also you can get security cameras, which are so easy. I know uh, Blink on, I think they're on Amazon, They have a great system. I actually like it better than the ring system, but I also use the ring system. So that's also a good system where you can see and talk to people and the, your phone can give you an alert all day, all night. If there's somebody that uh, moves in that area of the camera. So wherever you put it, preferably outdoors to start with, and then also indoors. And you can see before somebody enters your house that you're going to have a problem. Those things, I think, are really invaluable. And then, you know, we we talk about what needs to happen if somebody does try to get into your house anyway, which oftentimes they do because they don't really care if you have security. They probably are going to be in and out of there before the police ever get there. So
1: Linda, let me give you an example of how that happened in one of the um, cases that I represent. The um, gentleman made his girlfriend knock on the door. So when you go through the people and you see a nice lady there, you open the door. The man came from around the corner at this apartment, pushed his way in, closed the door. He ended up sending that girlfriend to go use the ATM And while she went to go do that, he raped her, okay? And so what do you do? You know, maybe the camera will pick up a picture for later for possible prosecution, but how, what do you do in that scenario? You know, um, how do you react to it? Well, I mean, you've you've got, did she know that person? No, but she didn't feel threatened. So okay. that allowed her open the door to see what the, the stranger needed. Well, because it was a woman. Yeah. Because it was a woman.
3: Well, and, you know, you're, there, there's a thousand different scenarios in keeping ourselves safe. And there's probably not an answer for every one of them. But well, there let, is. let's talk about the one <laughs> that we all agree with. And that is having well, a
1: handgun. Self-defense. Self-defense. Yeah. Self <laughs> having a
3: handgun. Also, to protect yourself in your home. And the big thing with having a handgun is knowing how to use it because it does no good for anybody. In fact, it probably does much more harm. If you go to the store and you buy a gun and you buy some ammo and then you put it in the box and you wait till you need to use it, you're not going to be safe that way. You've got to know how to use it. You've got to go practice with it more than once. You've got to have professional training with how to use a handgun so that that gun doesn't get taken away from you and used against you.
2: Well, I just finished a class. I did a two night course and we actually had a guy come out and he was a trained um, firearms teacher. I don't know what you would even really call his title, but he came out and we had, I think there was 16 or 17 of our employees that we did the class with and we just shut off work a little early and went out in the shop and set up and the first night he just discussed self-defense laws safety ammo and then the second night we shot the guns and I am nervous around guns but it is true the more you use them the more comfortable you become with them and I practice rounds and so that built my confidence that goes back to this thing we keep talking about confidence and getting more comfortable around your gun loading it shooting it you do develop you do need that confidence when you stay at home alone and women need to have a gun when they stay home alone because they're not coming in there to talk to you at two or three o'clock in the morning to chit chat so it's yeah, absolutely they're true. coming in with the Yeah, they're coming in, and like I said, that streak of meanness is coming in your house, and you better be ready to defend yourself. And so I'm working on that, um, getting more comfortable with the guns. Yeah, and you've got the perfect place to practice with it. So,
3: Kathy, when you um, are dealing with cases with firearms, what are you seeing in, in these types of cases?
1: Well, knowing when to use it is also important. And so, um, although there's some general rules that most of us in all states can, can you know apply, the, the concept of self-defense with the use of a deadly force is when you pick up a gun, a gun is considered deadly force. So knowing when you can is very key. And I can sit there and give some hints now and some generalizations, but I want you to understand The laws can vary just a little bit on that from state to state. So it's important that you read your statutes for your state on self-defense and try to analyze them and know it so you're comfortable. So, I mean, your life matters at that moment. Something happens, you need to defend and then defend yourself from criminal possible charges. And so, but in order to allow that... Transition to be smooth and allow where you win on both that you defended yourself from the perpetrator and you defended yourself against the law going after you. You got to be familiar with both. So, just like they talked about, you want to know how to use your gun. And on that, I would like to go back on that for just a second. They teach you to use in Texas, you know, to use the qualify with the weapon that, like a nine millimeter in order to be able to use any weapon but if you don't feel you have the time to put in you know your you know to cock your gun back and get it ready to shoot consider a 38 where a revolver where the the ammo is already in the chambers and all you have to do is pull the trigger so those are things that you can do and and then practice and target shoot so you're comfortable with holding it how to hold it how to aim But you gotta be careful. What are you shooting? Is there deadly um, threat against you? Do you have um, some sort of castle doctrine application that protects you in your home, your office, your car? Or if you're away from that, are you in the right by that you were not committing a crime and you weren't provoking the issue? So you can't have either of those like in my state Uh, in order to use self-defense. And then you got to feel that imminent threat of harm coming from that person. And they don't always have to have a gun. If they're trying to sexually assault you, you can defend yourself. But you got to know those little rules in your state. And that's very important. And I
3: think in general, Kathy, and tell me if I'm wrong, that you can use force and you can use deadly force if it's objectively reasonable to believe that that aggressor is going to cause you imminent bodily danger or kill you, you those are the times you can use it. And the castle doctrine, um, in most states, and again, please tell me if I'm wrong, applies also in your car. That is considered a place that that you have a special circumstance in within your vehicle. You are are in your home, you also have that castle doctrine where you can protect and defend yourself in your home. But you still have to have an objectively reasonable cause to fire a weapon at somebody and use deadly force on somebody. And the laws, depending on your state, how they look at that can be very, very different. And my husband and I, own a firearms school in California and one in Texas. The the situations between the two states could not be more different. So people, to your point, really have to know exactly what their laws are and how do they know that? By doing exactly what Tracy just did and going to firearms instructors that are good instructors that teach you that one day of the laws and what you can do and what you can't do, and then teach you how to use that weapon. And the only other thing I would add to that is when you're in a stress situation with a firearm, it is not the same as standing there shooting at a target. It is far, far different. So my suggestion is, Tracy, when you go out to practice, you need to get yourself... In a stress situation, and I don't mean somebody needs to be running at you, attacking you, but it, learning how to shoot under pressure. So you have to shoot maybe quickly or in not the best of circumstances because criminals don't stand still like targets do. And th- you have to really understand that practicing all you want is great and you should. But you have to also get yourself into some sort of stress situations. We have a class, for example, that we teach that people have to move and shoot. So they have to move from place to place and then shoot at that target. So they have to get down on their knees. They have to get down on their belly. They have to stand up. They have to do different things so that there's stress put on them so that they
2: can still shoot a target under that stress. Exactly what he went over. He went over stress and fear because he said when you're stressed and you have fear in you, you forget. You forget, and you have tunnel so, vision. That, that's just a physical reality. You have tunnel. Yeah, and mm-hmm. tunnel vision means you can't explain that tunnel vision. Well, you,
3: you, when you normally use your eyes and look around, you can see to your left and right,
1: right?
2: You, you can
1: See, uh-huh. yes. I agree, tunnel vision is a very important thing because it allows you to focus in on the harm and 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 that's to save your life. It's a natural instinct that we have as humans. But if you live in the country, you could set up different targets and practice that way. If you're at a target uh, shooting range or something, all you need is a table, put the gun down on the table and just go from that motion, grab the gun, and shoot, and point it down range and shoot. So it's one motion. So you're used to grabbing that gun out of a drawer or somewhere and being able to re- react.
3: Yeah, that's a great idea because we do all of those things at our range. And, you know, I'll, I will say that in Texas, the LTC program, License to Carry program, is so easy for people to get through. I truly, truly wish that they would take it upon themselves to do much more to get trained. I'm Tracy did the perfect thing in going to a two day school to learn everything that you need to know, but just having a few hours and then saying you can carry a weapon is, is not enough for people. And they think it might protect them, but it is just as likely to get them in trouble. If, if they don't have the, the practice, don't forget, Police officers practice over and over and over and over, and that practice never stops. They can uh, shoot when they need to shoot because it's rote, it's in their memory, but most people don't have that. So practicing is really, really important, and we're going to be right back and talk about it some more.
6: Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep, but it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older, until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multi system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampappa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call
0: 844-869-9958. Thanks for listening. You can tune in to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at AmericaOutloud.com.
4: Spreading the out loud truth from sea to shine shining sea. AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. This is not a fight of Republican versus Democrat. It's not a fight of rich versus poor, old versus young, man versus woman, gay versus straight. It's not a fight of black lives, blue lives, Hispanic lives, or white lives. This is a battle of good versus evil. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. We are the Vision of the Voices, America Out Loud Talk Radio.
3: Let me start this segment after commercial by introducing our ladies today we have with us Kathy Lothorpe, and Kathy is a defense attorney located in Arlington, Texas and just it's just this is such a great subject to have Kathy with us for because giving us the the, the legal do's and don'ts of self-defense and firearms is all important and Tracy Halpain Tracy is an entrepreneur she has 3 businesses She's one of the busiest ladies I know, and she also has a bucking bull ranch in Oklahoma and just had a huge win at the PBR World Finals with her bull, Hank, that took third place in the World Finals. So that was great. And I'm Linda Martinelli, and I am also an entrepreneur, have my business in California, and am the host with my husband, Dr. Ron Martinelli, of Talking While Married, On America Out Loud, 8 p.m., Monday through Friday, Eastern Time. (laughs) Okay, Mm -hmm. so on firearms, this is so interesting to me because I do shoot and I do own guns and I respect them greatly and I appreciate the ability to have them. And I don't appreciate the people that are trying to overturn the Second Amendment and take our guns away. And I am very, very concerned about that. If the Biden administration ends up being in office, that they one of the people that he has already said that he's putting on his team, well, several of them are people that do not want us to have guns. And that is a very big worry to me. I believe it's something that we are entitled to. The constitution says it. And we need it. And when they are trying to defund our police and not give us the ability to defend ourselves, what will happen to all of us? I mean, this this is a big subject to me.
1: You know, Linda, um, I so agree with everything you just said. And my concern is that, you know, they are gonna be taking away our rights or trying to minimize our rights. And yet the ones, that won't follow that will be the bad guy, you know, the one that commits crime with guns, gets their guns from the underworld, uh, the crime world, you know, they don't care about, you know, did they qualify? Did they register? Did they, you know, they don't care about any of that. So it is very important in these uncertain times, in my belief, to go get a gun. If you don't, to know, but, but, If you're going to play with fire, you need to know how to put the fire out. And what I mean is you need to one, like we talked about in the earlier segment, be aware of how to use it for safety reasons. So you're shooting only what you wanna shoot at. But two, know where you stand and when you could use it. Just because you feel threatened by words is not enough rights to use your weapon and you have to have imminent uh, threat of a deadly weapon in order to use it. So Linda, I agree with you in reference to the second amendment right to um, you know, be able to arm yourself. I think it's you know, not only against individuals but against your government. And with what's going on in our government, this is the time that you better get a gun. So ladies, I really feel that if you're thinking about being able to defend yourself and you're open-minded to having a gun, yes, please go get training in it, just as we talked about in the earlier segment, but also very important that you do know when you're allowed to use it. You cannot have someone say, I'm going to hurt you, I'm going to threaten you, and then use deadly force. You have to have that imminent threat of of a deadly weapon being threatened against you. And it doesn't have to be a gun, it could be a knife, but the laws in some states like Texas says, if they're threatening to harm you with one of these major crimes, like sexual assault, that kidnapping, um, uh, murder, uh, different things like there's six of them in Texas, but please learn your laws in your state. You also have a right to, Use it in your home, the Castle Doctrine, which we talked about
2: earlier also. But that includes your home,
1: your car, and your office.
2: You are so educated in these areas where most of us are not. So you're saying, you know, we are threatened, we feel threatened, but everybody's got a different perception of being threatened. Say somebody walks in and he not even have a gun. What if you put it underneath his hoodie and he, had a, you know his finger stuck underneath his hoodie like it looked like a gun, and you shot him. Would we be protected under that?
1: They, they have a reasonable standard and an imminent harm standard in a lot of states. And so is it your home? Is it your office? Or is it in your car? The presumption is in your favor to be able to use it. So if someone breaks in in the middle of the night but, or just breaks in during the day and they're not an invited guest, there could be a presumption in your mind that they are there to do one of those uh, like rapes or murder or, or something to that effect. And if they give you reason to believe in it and it's reasonable, then you would have a right. The state would then have to overcome that with beyond reasonable doubt that it wasn't reasonable. So the burden shifts to them, makes making it harder for them to disprove what you brought up in a court of law. So, But you need to feel that threat, that it was not justified. And so if you're on the street and you don't have the protection of Castle Doctrine, what did they do to make you believe that you had imminent harm? Were they trying to come at you to take you away, that's protected with the presumption in the state of Texas. Were they there to show the intent to possibly rape you if it was they grabbed you and you pulled it out of your purse and put it in their belly and did it, and they didn't have a gun, but you believe they were trying to rape you, you would be protected in most states. So again, knowing your laws and to what degree that it was a reasonable belief and imminent harm was about to take place usually you will win
3: right and that's the key what you just said Kathy is knowing the laws in your state because they are all different and I have seen states um, Montana comes to mind where there are areas that absolutely treat the law differently. So everybody does need to know and that's why you get trained. And that's why you take classes. And you know, there is an organization that I really like, which is uh, US Concealed Carry. So US C.C.C. And people can join that organization. And if you are carrying a concealed weapon, they are a um, legal protection type of an agency, and they will provide you with defense. Now, they're not an insurance company, they are a legal defense company. But I really like that company. And I like how they work. There are others out there that my preference is this company, we tend to do a lot of work with them. And I think Kathy, you're aware of them as well, right?
1: Yes, let me tell you a little bit about them. As an attorney, they have brought me aboard and they have actually put me on as effective today. I had to sign some paperwork, USCCA, and I'm on their critical response team. So anytime, day or night, you're in trouble with the possible threat that you have had to use a deadly weapon in self-defense, Not only do they help line up that lawyer, but if it is in that use, they will pay for that lawyer and your bond to help defend yourself against it. That's an amazing thing to have. It is.
3: And and they can go to usconcealedcarry.com and look them up. And you join them for a very nominal fee. And those services are there if you need them. And Hopefully you never need them, but if you do, it's there.
2: Yeah,
1: no, I like that and everybody. Legal fees can be everybody, very
2: okay. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody needs to know that. That's interesting. So open carry, since you have the classes, Linda, explain the difference between open carry and concealed carry.
3: Well, open carry is where you, you can show the weapon. You can wear it right out on your, your belt in the holster if you'd like to. <laughs> or you can, you know, walk around. I, I don't teach the classes, so I, I'll say that. But in California, where our classes are much, much busier, uh, California is just crying to get concealed carry permits. They're, in some cities and some counties, they're very hard to get. So our classes there are very, very, very busy. Where in Texas, um, it, it's more just people, you know, that they're so used to being able to carry guns and you don't even really need to have the class to carry a gun in Texas, but you do need to have the LTC to carry a concealed weapon in Texas. So is that, Linda, let
1: me distinguish that, for example, in Texas to conceal it means like put it in your pocket. Okay, you do need a license for that. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to have a gun in your home, of course. And you could travel with a gun in Texas so long as three things are not present. One, you cannot be a known felon. Two, you cannot be a known gang member. And three, the one that gets most people in trouble and get charged with unlawful carrying a weapon is they're committing another crime. And it could be as little as public intoxication. So don't drink and carry a gun in your car, DWIs, marijuana, any crime in Texas. Now, please look to your own states. um, With a gun in there, you just normally carrying it because you wanna feel safe. You have a gun in your car and a gun in your home, and then you go out that one time and you forget it's there. So you have to be aware of it, but you cannot put it in your pocket or your purse concealed Unless you go and get a license. And it's not hard and it's very well worth the money to get it as far as the educational part of learning your laws in your state.
3: Yeah. And, you know, Tracy, speaking that you had just taken this class, one word of advice that I would give you if they didn't tell you, and they probably did, is that if you are going to be armed when you go out, do a couple of things. You need to tell people that you are with, if you're, if you're with friends, if you're with people and you're walking with people, tell them that you're armed so that they are aware and walk, have people walk on the side of you. That is not the side that you are carrying your weapon so that you have easy access because you don't want people If you have a need to pull that weapon out, you want people to be aware of it, and you want people to get out of your way, and you want easy access. And speaking of easy access, for ladies, you really need to think about, ladies, where you're going to put your weapon. Are you going to put it in a shoulder holster? Are you going to put it in a a, a waist holster? Are you not going to have a holster, which I highly recommend? I never recommend putting a gun just in your pants, which a lot of people do. Um, That's a good way to shoot things off. And there also are purses that have concealed carry pockets in them, which is what I have for the most part. And know how you're going to access that weapon and practice doing so from that position. Whatever position you're going to carry that weapon, practice, you know, drawing from that position, whether it be your purse or, and never put the gun just in your purse with your lipstick and all your other, your cell phone and all your other things that's doesn't usually end up well either. Um, So I don't, you know, just the conversation that we've had today for ladies is so important. There's so many ways to achieve self-defense. We talked about physical ways. We talked about pepper spray. We talked about firearms. We talked about, pens. We talked about things that you can find in a restaurant or anywhere that you are that you may need to pick up rapidly to protect yourself. Um, All of those things are possibilities and all things that we as women need to be thinking about in our day-to-day lives and teach our girls, our daughters, whether they're 10 years old or six years old or 20 years old, teach them the same things, especially self-awareness, because knowing your surroundings and, and, you know, just having that awareness is so important. Wouldn't you agree?
2: Oh, I think you guys have been so informative for me and the general public, just what you two have told us today. I've made notes and thank you so much for sharing it. I think we need to share it with all of our people. Like you said, Linda, especially our women.
1: I really enjoyed this conversation. There's so much more we could be talking about, but I think in summation that we really need to consider what our times are, what are the issues out there and what should we as women do about it? Um, Think about your self-defense, think about your children's self-defense, your female children's self-defense in the future and um, you know, protect our gun laws, protect our rights to self defense, protect the police because they are part of our self defense, and do a lot of prayers about what's going on so that we can continue to live in a free country where we can feel we can walk and move around and do what we want. But in the event, one day, at any moment, something happens. Uh, We need to be prepared, and ladies, you need to get prepared and think about some of those things that we talked about on this last hour.
3: Yeah, we need to take care of ourselves, right? We need to be responsible for our own selves in this type of world, because we don't always have somebody there that can be there fast enough, and things happen in a split second, in a heartbeat, and we have to be able
0: to handle it. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for womankind.